and what was sacred had not yet been forgotten before our minds became clouded and filled with rot. There was one, at least one in each and every clan, those, those that came from the other land. Hi everybody, I am Lady Stars and Fire. And I am here with Hill Heppy. You are listening to Otherland Dreams, and I still cannot hear myself. Hello. How are you all doing? Oh, look, you learned how to operate a slider. No, it was for some. It was up. It just wasn't coming in. I don't know. Uh huh. It was. Well, still, it's kind of low. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) But in this case, that's not what she said. So that makes it that much worse. It was up, but it, it was wasn't up, in. But it wasn't doing anything. <laughs> it was not giving any pleasure here. <laughs> anyway, so thank you for joining in to Otherland Dreams with us. Um, again, I am Lady Stars of Fire, and I'm here with Hill Hippie tonight. Hi, how are you doing? <laughs> tonight, I'm going to be going over. Uh, Connections from the other side, more or less. So a little bit of information about, you know, like if you're connecting with your angels, your guides, or maybe a crossover loved one, if they're they're communicating with you in some way or another, as well as going into how do you know maybe if you're actually being communicated with from what? I'm sorry, you just looked weird. But um, (laughs) that's just my natural look. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be freaky. (laughs) Or if it has to do with maybe hauntings and stuff. No, I feel dejected. Don't. I won't. You're still loved. You don't really care. No, not really. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe if you're in, if if you actually have a haunting or something along that form of a line with you or with your property or your home or or even demonic energies. So I'm going to be going into a lot of different energies that you might be coming into from the other side in general. But before I go into that, I was listening to Shock Monkeys this morning. Okay, look, I feel like crap. And this was... When I say this, this morning? morning, that was my morning. So last last <laughs> week's episode. No, I was talking about six o'clock tonight. That's how bad I feel today. Okay, so that was my morning. This e- this <laughs> evening's episode, the the modern episode. Okay. Yes, yeah, the one that you just did at six o'clock a few hours ago. I woke up and when I woke up, I went straight to your show so that I could get myself start to be awake and move on because I had to get up to do the show tonight. Yes, because Shock Monkey Radio is like a sh- I, three cups of coffee. We will kick you in your taint and make you get up and move. Yes, you guys, I love to listen to you guys. You guys make me laugh, so it gets me in a better mood, typically. But as soon as I pulled it up, you sounded so unhappy because it sounded like Scott was giving you the, I don't care about your mushroom hunting. Oh, I knew that. So I was going to say, did you want to share any of your wonderful? Because you had such a great bounty you found this last week. Oh, you know what did. No, no, I, I think I pretty much put it out there on Shock Monkey Radio. I found way more than I could have possibly brought home. Literally, what we carried out of the woods, we could have carried three times as much and left plenty behind to propagate the species. Correct oh, or incorrect? Oh, God, yes. You, there was so much. I couldn't believe how big the mushrooms were. Oh, and the uh, the Berkeley's polypores, the the great <coughs> ginormous ones that I only took the edges from, from the one, mm-hmm. comes to find out there's more ways to cook them than the one website I checked out mentioned. 
I'm glad that we didn't carry them out because <laughs> who needs uh, who needed the extra weight? <laughs> but at the same time, oh, there was so much I could have done with that. <laughs> he just looked like he was given a whole gift from the divine. Like the whole day we were out, he was like, "Oh my god." Because there was, they were everywhere, dude. You just don't know. Oh, literally, LSF can tell you. Or yeah, I think I said that right. Yes. LSF <laughs> saw me go down this hill because I'm looking at this one little mushroom patch over here and deciding is like, okay, which species is? This? You might want to come over here and take a look. So I come over to the top of this hill where she's pointing, and I see orange on this log, and I'm seeing massive amounts of orange, and I know this orange. And I love this orange. And it's a beautiful, glorious orange. So I start going down this hill. And she stays up at the top. And I get close to the log. And most of y'all don't know. I carry a massive, massive walking stick with me. It's the one spirit guided me to. My totem is the bear. The bear requires large objects because the bear is strong. I am not, but the bear is. <laughs> so bear is trying to make me more bear-like. My stick dropped out of my hands and hit the ground. And then I fell to one knee in praise and gratitude for this one log of the chicken of the woods mushrooms because I've never, ever, ever seen that large a fruiting in any one space. And when I say fruiting, I don't mean just one mushroom. I mean multiple, multiple, multiple fruitings. If there was one, there was ha half a dozen to 15. Oh, man. The whole down tree was loaded. Loaded. There was one picture I uh, gave to EK the DJ. I'm not sure if he posted uh, is going to post it up for this episode or not, but it shows Lady Stars and Fire sitting on the back, uh, sitting on this log, with her, you know, showing her logo for her website, and just one of the spots, just one of the spots on this log, and the massive amount of chicken in the woods mushrooms coming off of this. What you see in that picture was more than I carried out of the woods easily. <laughs> and there was more to the left and more to the right. It was ridiculous, ridiculous. Then the maitake or hen of the woods that we found, two of those. There were five there. Yeah, there was five of them in there, but two is what we took. Yeah, but I'm like, I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was ridiculous. I've, I've seen two on one tree, but five off one tree, I've never seen in my entire life. And they range from the gambit to just starting to grow, probably two to three days old to less than a week old, which is the largest one is less than a week old because the mantaki or hen of the woods can grow up to 30 pounds. <coughs> wow. I didn't know it could get that big. Oh, yeah. They are humongous in size sometimes. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it was a good time. And... One thing I discovered, and I still am, you know, with um, through the shamanic view of life, I'm still learning what the different fungi that I know of and what the different properties are. But with this large, large, large fruiting of chicken of the woods, I was compelled by spirit to learn what the chicken of the woods properties were shamanically, what it could do for the human body and healing. Number one, it's antifungal. Mm -hmm. Number two, it's antibiotic. Mm -hmm. Number three, 
It's anti-tumor. Oh, well, that's very good. Oh, yeah. Number four, it's an immunity booster. A booster. The entire immunity system, it'll boost the entire thing. Which makes sense, considering I the first three properties. The Russians, or the Siberian shamans, mm-hmm. more specifically, mm-hmm. have used the chicken of the woods as a medicinal medicine for centuries. That's good to know. That's very much good to know. It's, yeah. See, I I could hear when I, like I said, for me, that was when I was waking up today at 6 o'clock when your show was on. So for me, this morning when I woke up and I turned it on, I was like, he did not get to share that properly. <laughs> I was like, he did not get to share that properly. And I was like, and with the energy I have today, I need him to share that because by the time he's done, I will be at a higher vibration. So I'm just like, <laughs> I'm giving it to him to share. I'm sorry. I've been sick. I feel like somebody beat me with a baseball bat on two sides. Just, Only two? Uh, I mean, on my both sides. I mean, my ribs. I've been coughing so much. Well, then you got another two, two sides. You can you can get up and you can no, work. No, I don't want more bruises. <laughs> I'm saying you can still get up and work. I am getting up and working. But I was dragging butt so bad, I about came over here in my pajamas. <laughs> really, I was like, I, I have to get going. Eh, who would have cared? I know, but I knew I had to stop at the store, and I thought it would be a disservice to the rest of the world to see me that way. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so it's like, let me get myself together, and I'll let him talk about his mushrooms and raise my vibrations back to where they should be so I can do this shift. <laughs> Communication. Hey, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> Fair enough. So, communication from the other side. Mm-hmm. See, but that's good, though, because they gave you specific things on healing energies that you needed to know. That is thus the segue, communication from the other side. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Take the hint. Come on, show uh, host. He's like, would you please roll with it? <laughs> I'm trying here. You're not helping me out. Well, no, and that's exactly what it is. There was actually another hint there that you didn't get either. Probably not. <laughs> um, that's why I tell you about the numbers, because there would have been a reason why there was There's five. your first problem, because I don't take... I, I, I read a book on the quote-unquote the psychic sciences written in like the late 1800s, and numerology is one of the chapters in there. And I read that the last time I read that book, I think I was 15 years old. See, I don't get into necessarily is it angel numbers. I get I go for like the what's the significance of the number, and when it's given to me, and then I kind of I'm like okay, so when I get into the significance, I start I just just like I do with animal medicine, you know, or totem medicine. When I get into it, right. I'm like, let me read what all the information is. And where does that fit what's going on in my life so that I can understand what that medicine actually is meaning for me directly when it's brought to me? So I do, I, I apply it the same way as the animal medicine when I get numbers. But anyway, if we're going to start talking about tonight's show, tonight's show is all about how do we know we're getting, being connected, having communication from our guides our loved ones our uh, angels at first it starts off kind of light and then we're going to get into a little bit more of hauntings and demonic energies so to speak <coughs> excuse me like i said i'm a little bit sick but one of the ways because there's several different ideas here that i've pulled off of a lot of different websites as well as stuff that i just personally know um so i thought i'd just throw them all out at you one of the things, and, and this one I do know for me specifically, when I say flashes of light, I don't mean like 
you know, like the lights on the ceiling start flickering. I mean, like what you see in your eyes. You might get flashes of light sometimes and different effects from in your actual eye of the, what you're viewing and what you're seeing. They could be uh, described, because I've experienced this myself multiple, multiple times, what when I was still uninitiated to it, I called the will-o'-wisps. Because it would just be a tiny ball of light that would just appear and then disappear. Yeah, like little sparkles. Right. For some people. See, but I'll get like a whole lightning strike. But we are talking about the fact that I got a dragon as a guide. And you are more experienced than most of our listeners. Well, some some might be more. Some more. Actually, I find there are people that are more connected than they realize. However, they, like you said, experienced. But exactly. They're connected, but they don't understand it yet so therefore they've, they've got it they've, they've got the gift they've got the power they've got all of it but they don't know how to put it together and that's part of learning I mean even me I go through this all the time where I'm like yeah I got this I got this I know shit I am no master I know nothing exactly <laughs> I love that song <laughs> but I am a servant and I know some things <laughs> alright so you can give flashes of light now you can give flashes of light like uh Hell Hope you was talking about, you can get like the little speckles or little sparkles, and I will get what tends to look more like lightning strikes. But sometimes when you get angels too, angels will come with a large like glimpse of flashes of light. Some people will state this um, in their opinion, in their opinions. I will get that when I'm dealing with Archangel Michael. Michael, I will get a darker, I mean, not a darker, but a bright light, but I will also see like a face in it. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> you know why. But I'm saying there are different people who believe in different things. And depending on where you are and stuff, you will get different forms of that form of striking of light within your eyes is what I'm speaking of. And the reason I say that is because I am going to come back and talk about actual lights like electricity. So if it's not later. angels, what else could it be? Well, people will assume it is angels. Some people will assume it is star seeds. And what else could it be? There's a million things it could be. The whole fact is, is until you're dead, you're not really going to know now, are you? You're equating everything to angels, which is equating everything to the Judeo-Christian way of viewing it. Not Not necessarily. uh, Some people don't don't believe in God, but they believe in angels. See, I don't believe in angels at all. Okay. So therefore, if I was seeing this, what would I equate it to since it's not angels? A divine... Light is probably what you would see it as, but you wouldn't necessarily mark it as a direct any kind. There you go. Okay. So, like I said, we have that communication we're working through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, you, now you understand what the, what the look was about. We don't do any one direct connection to any one point of view or faith. Oh, no, we don't. I mean... I, we all, I, the way I always explain it, and that you've heard me, if you follow me, you've heard me say it in my videos a million times. Whatever it is that gets you to that connection, that's right for you. Point blank. That's why I looked at Jesus like, angels, really? No, that's not going to work. <laughs> Come on. All right. Anyway. I'm not looking for the science. I'm just looking for 
other avenues. Right. There's always that back alley, man. Come on. It may not be the street you're looking for, but it might be the street you need. <laughs> I get you. I get you. Okay. This one I thought would get your attention because of a conversation we had a few weeks ago. Oh, God. And I never heard this one before, so that's why I saved it. One of the uh, connections that could be from your angels, your guides, so to speak, or your uh, loved ones who've crossed over is hawks. It says that hawks are a symbol of intuition. <laughs> All right. This is uh, this. I knew you'd get a kick out of this. This is why I had to throw it at you. Yeah. Hawks are a symbol of in, in, intuition. Wow, I cannot talk. Um, they are a sign of instincts based off of the intuition that you are absolutely correct and that you may not realize what you are viewing or thinking or even believing in to be true, however, the hawk is being sent to you as a guide to prove more or less that the intuition is correct. So I thought that was interesting. One, another one is robins. People will tell you robins and butterflies will often have to do with the other side. Usually they will tell you that it has to do with um, like a loved one who's crossed over, who's, you know, visiting in some form or another. They mm -hmm. would use it as one of the two is... Visiting you, other people will call it their guides or their angels is visiting you. The reason I went in so depth into so much depth over what we were viewing in your eyes in the beginning is because another one is um, flickering of lights or light bulbs blowing, so to speak. Now, see, I don't really find that one as much with, I find that a little bit more along the lines of, of, I mean, you can get, I, I have had, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to go about it. I have had spirit communicate with me and like the TV starts blinking and the electricity starts doing all kinds of weird shit. You've had electromagnetic phenomenon happen. Right. I mean, but I also, see that, that that's one of the ones I have a little bit of a trouble with because I also have such a connection with the lightning in general and the electricity of all of that, that like, I can also heal things such as that, such as, you know, electricity or whatnot. Like at work, perfect example, the lights will be flickering at work and I don't know how many times I just put my hand up and I'm like, no, and it'll stop. Mm -hmm. And they all, uh, everybody who knows me at work knows I've been out of the so-called witch broom closet forever. And um, so, the, you know, I, I, I don't even pretend to hide it. So they just looked at me and they're like, wow, you know, weird. And I'm like, whatever, it's just what it is. But people will say that also you will get, um, you know, spirit will be connecting with you, not necessarily positive or negative with the flickering of lights. I have had both. So Now, are there are those in the uh, paranormal research world who believe that any type of uh, electromagnetic phenomenon – or variations in the <clears throat> in the electronics that they bring into these research areas uh -huh. is because of spirits or entities or demonic presences sucking the energy out of the air or out of the devices themselves or out of the batteries. I'm not going to dispute that because I don't know. I mean, scientifically, I do not know. There you go. I'm just saying on a scientific level, I don't know. I'm just saying I have dealt with it being spirit that has been positive and negative and flickering lights. And I've also, when you come more into your own power, your own energy. See, now that is the most respectable answer I've heard because 
I've watched these shows for the longest time, even before my awakening and especially after my awakening. Mm-hmm. And every time I've heard them say, well, you know, spirits will sometimes suck the energy out of batteries or electronic devices and power sources. How do you know? I will tell you You're for guessing. a while. You're guessing. Yeah, you are guessing. Because I will tell you for a while when I would have weird things like that, I would throw some salt in water, pop it in the microwave, and zap that shit for a minute or two. And... I don't know if that ever really helped, but I was taking it off of advice I was given from somebody else. Mm-hmm. I was like... But did you have positive, negative, or neutral results doing... See, that? that's the thing. I don't really think I had much of anything. So, so you, I just uh, kind of quit it. So neutral results. Yeah, I mean... I, sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. So therefore, you had no basis to say whether it worked or it didn't work. Right. Kind of like these paranormal researchers saying that their batteries didn't work all of a sudden in these areas? Yeah, I mean... I'm going to be blunt. If I don't, if I, like you always tell me, I call shenanigans. I, I call shenanigans. Shenanigans. <laughs> because I'm like, I got no proof of it. I got no proof of it. But what I will state is when you come into your own power, your own energy, and you start to understand that oneness a little bit more, you also will start to realize you affect that stuff, not just spirit. Of course. But most people don't want to realize that at first. And they just want to blame it to spirit. All right. Because, you know. Going back to the example I pulled up, they think they are a, what would be, a control in the environment. They have no effect on it. Uh, Dude, no. You've got way more power than you know. A cockroach walking into that environment has an effect on it. Right. Any any variable walking into any environment of a controlled, quote-unquote, experiment has has an effect on it. So when it comes to communication between the spirit realm and the physical, well, I was third just, dimensional world. Yeah, I was going more into the the self. Oh, okay. Because let's face it, you have your re- version of reality based on what your five senses tell you, mm. and I have my version of reality based on what my five senses tell me. The two may not match. Right. So. What, when it comes down to that aspect of it, there's too many variables to break shit down on. Right. You, sometimes you just gotta, you can't jump to assumptions. When you get certain aspects of, excuse me, of spirit speaking to you, just like certain things of reality, you and I can both agree, you put your hand on this table, this table doesn't give. Right, well, that's... It's physical in form. It's hard. Now, you and I can both have a communication from a spirit. Your communication with the spirit could be different from mine. Mm -hmm. As it has been. Right. There are aspects of that communication that would say that we can agree on. We're talking to the same spirit. But our communications are going to be different. So, I could, like, bear. It's a perfect example. My Mm -hmm. totem. Mm Mm-hmm. He speaks to me in one way. He speaks to you in a different way. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, doesn't mean it's not the same thing, but there's no way to prove one way or the other definitively that it exists or it doesn't exist. So for us to say, well, you know, bear is this way. Well, no, bear is this way. No, we really don't know. So in order to, like, with these paranormal researchers, which I have Great. I don't like those shows anyway. I, I enjoy the concept and the idea of what they're doing. 
I really like it. They're trying to apply science into the spiritual realm, and I really appreciate that. Maybe, maybe. But they need to stick it with science, not with their assumption. If you assume something, you make an ass out of everybody. Thank you for taking the words out of my mouth. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I shut up. <laughs> no, you talk. I'm going to go pee. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, go bathroom. Bye. <laughs> so next would be music playing. And see, this would be one of those things, because if you listen back to some of the other shows, I have stated where I had music taken away from me temporarily for a while. And so sometimes a special song or something may just pop up somehow or come on over the intercom or something that... Or, or in the radio itself, driving down the road, if you're listening to the radio. Um, sometimes the songs, the music that is being played might have a specific meaning or melody that might be something that is being given to you from spirit as well. From, like, again, your angels, your guides, crossed over loved ones, whatever you want to call it. Then there is room temperature changes. And I will state... That there's many different stories with that. Some people will say that it'll get warmer. Some people will say it'll get colder. You know, if you're dealing with the dead, they like to claim that it's colder. Or a darker energy, they like to claim that it's colder. But that also has to do with you. Like I said, you you possess more power and more energy than most of you realize. So, I mean, like a healer is going to typically get warmer. And I will tell you myself, I mean, when I turn it on or when spirits working through me and they turn it on, I will warm up the whole room. And that's not just spirit. That has to do with it coming into the third dimensional world and crossing over. So you can feel temperature changes when you're dealing with spirit as well. But I'm not going to 100% just say that warm is only going to be positive. I mean, you got to test that one with your intuition and trust your gut feeling. Next is numbers and clocks. One of the uh, telltale signs that have been told through the years is like if a, t if a clock itself stops or especially like if someone had just recently died, like this happened with my mom and her brother when her brother died, um, when we found out the time, all the clocks in the house just stopped dead at that time, right, when we found out. And I mean, so that I, I already knew that this had happened and I already knew that he was already over with us visiting spiritually I, I could already feel and deal with his spirit being at the house prior to everybody else knowing it but I didn't realize that the time was the connection with it at the time as the clocks all stopped because my mom has like old I live with my mom and take care of her so um she has like the old-fashioned ones that uh like grandfather clocks and stuff so they all just stopped it wasn't electronic clocks but you will find numbers are a conversation that often are are thought to be believed and sometimes like for me everything for me comes in twos that's when I know that it's them validating something for me when I get the twos show up I know I'm getting validation however you know like I was talking to Hill Hippie earlier today sometimes the numbers have different reasons I mean sometimes it'll also be like numbers number plates like on a car that just happens to pop up in front of you with some numbers on it you may want to check the numbers it may have a connection for you I don't know I'm just giving you ideas feathers are another one 
Feathers are uh, one that is said to be given to you by your guides, especially, or your angels, so to speak. Sometimes by, by the ones who have crossed over, they will see them as feathers. But feathers are usually viewed, I think, by most as white feathers as being given as, like, like, like one who has crossed over. All right, that's a new concept for me because I've never, ever once thought of, and I've got a decent collection of feathers that... The different colors or lengths or sizes or girths of the penises, I'm sorry, I mean penises. the feathers, <laughs> had any correlation to numbers. No, no, no. Specifically I with the I colors. I didn't say numbers. I said switched. I, I switched from numbers into feathers. I said that white feathers are known to be more of from, like, a crossover loved one. Okay. You were talking about numerology. I sit down and you mentioned feathers. My uh, mistake. Yeah. yeah. I just zoomed right into it too fast on you. A female change of mind frame. Damn right. it. That, that's how we are. Yeah. <laughs> but Fair I will, enough. <laughs> but I must say, um, I mean, that's the idea is that I've heard is that the white would be more from crossed over family um, or a guide either way. But Feathers are more than just white. I mean, you can get so much different guidance and information as well as if you know what bird the feather is from, mm -hmm. depending on what color it is, if you know what bird and stuff. Hawk, so it's not crow, just, raven, yeah. blue jay, cardinal. Yeah, it's not just I've a plain of white those. feather. Yeah. I mean, I've had some strange feathers pop up in front of me that, I mean, I had like a parrot feather pop up in front of me and I was like, I don't know where world this came from uh what color was the feather it was green green any just straight green i think it was about that big the length nor girth does matter um I asking don't color it was i don't remember it was a while ago <laughs> shut up ek <laughs> um, hey girls will remember that shit <laughs> and a guy will say length and girth does not matter <laughs> No, literally, I used to have a green-headed Amazonian parrot. So that's why I'm asking, because most of Chrissy's feathers were green, except for certain ones that came off the head. And that's why, if it's all green, to a certain extent, it's I can give tell you it's where it's from. If it's shorter than an average parrot feather... I like that, but... Okay, that's, an, uh, that's a body feather. All green? Mm-hmm. That's a green parrot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I thought it had to be a parrot, but I wasn't 100% sure. Oh, most parrots aren't green. That's a specific area of South America. <coughs> that's a, the Amazonia area. Yeah. A lot of them are red or blue. See, but like, it's one of those, I don't have any proof, but something about my intuition just knew. Well, gr green. That's a parrot parrot. Right. Uh, feather. Sorry. <laughs> All right, but anyway, so I mean, when you get animals, if you know what the feather is and you can connect it to the animal, it might be a other information or guidance being given to you, mm -hmm. so that we could get go ahead and get moving on. Um, one of the next ones is shadows out of the corners of your eyes. You might see shadow people out of the corners of your eyes, and and I'm leaving this one in under under with like guides because or crossed over loved ones because I disagree with so many people that I hear this conversation about. People want to only con connect shadow people with dark things. And most of the Demonics. time... Demonics. Well, it's not even always demonic. Sometimes it's just dark energy. Something uh, I, like with the psychopomp that Pomp. I'm... 
I can never get that out right. <laughs> but with, I mean, we learned that that also has to do with, you know, the, the souls that are more or less still here tortured that have to cross over. And some of them may be turning a darker energy. But a lot of times I really feel that shadow people are, or shadows out of the corner of your eyes are your own lack of openness. You know what I'm saying? Open-mindedness. Or, or, or you might be connecting it to a darker energy because of your own fear. Or it could just be a simple case of tunnel vision. Yeah, I mean, so I, I mean, and, and and by that I don't mean just you're only focusing on what's in front of you and not seeing actual physical things around you, but tunnel vision by the fact that you're not completely open to everything, and therefore, you know, your mind filters out what it doesn't understand. I yeah. Every there's scientific studies that prove that one color set at a certain angle will look one color look orange. You get take that same swatch turn it to a different direction, and it looks brown. Same thing could be done in the physical world, uh, physical slash spiritual world. So therefore, you know, your mind filters shit out that it's not expecting to see. But at the peripherals, it's not paying as close attention. So right. you're, you're catching something, but you're not catching as much of it. So therefore, it looks like that dark energy, or like a shadow figure. If that figure might have come around, it might have been something different. So it sometimes it might be demonic. Sometimes it might be that a entity or human a human entity that is about to go a little twisted. Mind you, it might have had a long, a few too many Long Island iced teas in its afterlife because it doesn't know how to move on to the next realm. Or it could just be a normal, regular spirit. And regular is a very loose term in this uh, particular that analogy that your mind just, it catches it. It doesn't know anything to do with, so it grays it out. And when it moves beyond the peripheral, it's just like, nope, done. Not We're not seeing it. Well, exactly. I mean, because, I mean, your mind will tell you things that are wrong for one. <clears throat> your mind will tell you things that are wrong. I don't know how many times you see the things where they'll, like, read this and then it says, like, this twice but you don't read that this twice your mind wants to correct stuff mm -hmm. so you will automatically miss stuff or miscalculate stuff because of how fast your mind tries to work mm -hmm. versus your own open you know your own openness of, of being willing to be open-minded and change some people aren't so they're going to see it as a shadow thing sometimes they just excuse it away some i'm not going to deny there are some shadow darker energies that are not positive in any way shape or form but at the same time that also depends on you are you coming from a positive aspect or or did you just you know excuse it away so it, 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 there's different levels as to what that is. Next would be people will say that, you know, the phone will ring once or whatever. Certain things to get your attention. And then people will talk about dreams that will come from your guides and your angels or loved ones to help you understand something or to give you a connection or a conversation or to give you something that you need in some form or another. And some will be, you know, specific objects that will be dropped in front of you. You know, like the feathers. Maybe it might be something else that might be important that the spirit and you both know is important to you. However, mm -hmm. nobody else may know it. And then there's always the uh, buzzing in the ears and certain synchronicities in your senses in general 
are heightened. And often you have a way of just knowing. That has to do typically with more of the positive spirit guides is you'll get the just a sense of knowing and your sense of your senses are heightened in general. But you may still get the goosebumps still. You know, it has to do with, I mean, it really has to do with your open-mindedness on how you take it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then people will always say that there's the pennies and the dimes that are dropped in front of them too, just as well. Special scents. And scents are one of those that come in many different directions. Because... Senses and pennies or senses and senses? Senses as in smells. Um, that's just one sense. Sorry, but yeah, I was reading what I said. Um, what I mean is, is like when you smell. Okay, like perfect example. Some people, if 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 my father, even at work, because my father worked at the commissary where I work a lot. I mean, for a long time, he was there for a long time, and to this day, I'll be standing at work. I could be down at the tent, and all of a sudden, everybody smells beer, and I'm like, say hello to my father. He's visiting. You know, certain things may bring out a specific smell, a scent that you are getting, and you'll know that that's that, that spirit coming and communicating or saying hello versus there are some scents that are just really foul and bad, and you know you're getting into more of a negative energy. Mm-hmm. So it can go yeah. both ways. Yeah, it's something we've both experienced in the woods. Now, mind you, I have a, a extremely extremely strong connection to the fungi. And I can smell fungal connections when there's no mushrooms in the area. I can still smell the fungi underneath sometimes. Mm-hmm. Or as you've seen quite often, I'll be walking on along the trail and just turn right or turn left and walk straight over to where a mushroom is at that I haven't even seen because I smelled it. At the same time, you and I have both walked through an area and we're like, this doesn't smell right. Yeah. And there's no carcasses. There's no standing water that would give the off that bad pun- awful stench. Pungent was the word I was going to use. <laughs> it would give off that pungent smell of death or decay, but also at the same time expand off with. And I hate using the phrase the sixth sense, but that sixth sense just didn't feel right. And we're like, time to go. Well, yeah, you if you could take the bad smell. And typically connected with the gut feeling of this shit ain't good. Right. It gives you the right idea right there. Because at the same time, you know, at being a person who's hunted in my life, and I do enjoy hunting, I do enjoy the hunt, and I do enjoy the harvest. You know, a lot of people don't enjoy the harvesting of a hunt. Because, let's face it, inside of mammals, there are some pretty nasty smells. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Those don't bother me. The way those negative smells that come up from bad spirit areas coming across a decaying carcass on the ground that's way beyond anything that even a scavenger could use okay yeah those aren't pleasant smells just like coming across a pile a large pile of animal scat is not a pleasant smell but it's not a disturbing smell like you would come across if there's negative spirit communication Mm -hmm. Because it's unpleasant, but it's also disturbing. It hits you in the feels, so to say. Yes, definitely. That's where, where I'm getting. I mean, with that gut feeling of yeah, we need to get the fuck right out of Dodge. <laughs> Time to go. Okay, and another one is touching. Keep your hands to yourself. 
the spirit, I mean, I get a lot of times from people who have been at my houses too. Um, you, you, spirit may touch you, may graze you. It may feel like they're running your fingers through your hair. If they're a guide or, you know, just like. Or pulling. Well, that's what I'm saying. If they're a guide, it may often be. That's a merge though. You're pulling. No, 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 not the pulling I'm talking about. Well, that's what I'm getting at. I mean, typically, if if it's maybe like directing you in a direction versus touching you, is, and what I'm trying to get out is, is they may be running their hands through their hair. They may tap you on the shoulder. They may help you in some way by letting you know they're there by touching you and letting you feel feel them. However, like a demonic energy is going to be more like biting and scratching and hurting you. It's not the same kind of touch. Okay. Pulling might not have been the correct term. Yanking of the hair. Yeah, that w- that could be even haunted, and it could be even into the uh, demonic a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Typically, I mean, like I said, people will get scratched. They will get bitten. They will, I mean, and wake up with the scars of it so, versus... So I've never had any of that. I've had, you know, I've had long hair for quite a while. And I've had, you know, just the, the finger pushing the hair back just enough to catch your attention. Then I've had the the slight yank to one side or another where it just moves your head about a quarter inch. Then I've had the somebody put their fucking fingers in my hair and pulled my head down about a quarter of the movement from neutral to my shoulder. And that's when a knife's coming out and I'm thinking there's somebody I'm about to stab and there's nobody there. And that's typically when I get those nasty-ass smells and that really bad gut feeling is like, all right, and if I'm out in the woods, time to go. This is not my home. But if it was, if it's in a house of somebody that I would know, or and thank goodness I've never experienced this in a home of a friend or a loved one, or thank God my own homes. So I've never had to experience that in those type of buildings. It's always been out in the woods. But if it's in one of those environments, it's time to take action. Right. I mean, there are so many different levels. You know, the unexplained noises. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can be something simple, but then you have like the the crashing and the thrashing of stuff from one end of the room to the to another. But then again, that also relates right back to your own sp- psychic energy, because I can tell you right now, I can toss something off of a shelf if I'm pissed off from across a room, and I don't mean to. That's my lack of my own control of my own energy, because when you start to come into your power in such a more powerful way, you can connect with that oneness and do that without that knowledge. That doesn't mean that that's necessarily a demonic energy. And I have had to deal with so many mediums who have crossed over trying to deal with a demonic energy in a positive way, but they don't realize they're actually just counteracting it and giving it more things to feed off of, and they're the ones who's actually throwing the energy. Mm. Demons can do it. Don't get me wrong. They can and they will. But if if you come into a position where you're coming in in a fearful action, you're feeding it as well as... Some of that energy might also be coming from you directly. And uh, just for those who are not of the Judeo-Christian faith, what is another word that can be used for demonics? That's why I usually try to stick with ne- with the negative energy. But I'm going to tell you, I don't care what you think. There are some freaking demons out there. 
When you have something something that looks like the fucking cockroach slash something that looks like it came right out of Independence Day, dripping some funky-ass shit and smelling really bad at you, trying to eat you at the same time, and you're freaking standing there trying to be positive, telling it that you love it so that it'll go the fuck away as a fucking soup, as a person of who or what I've had to deal with. I'm going to tell you that's a demon. Uh, doesn't answer the question. They're, but that's what I'm saying. People are going to call other negative or destructive energies, as you like to call it. There you but go. But I so, typically am going to call so it a there's, Right. Again, you come from a Judeo-Christian background. Mm-hmm. To uh, placate to those of our listeners who may be of Wiccan or, uh, let's uh, go even further, uh, agnostic backgrounds, who mm-hmm. are awakening themselves who are trying to understand what they're feeling, they're going to find the terms angelic or demonic offensive. Right. Uh, not even offensive, just grating, because they've like they've moved past those particular concepts. I get it. And, you know, I get the concept of angelic and demonic describing the creative and the destructive. I understand that those are very comforting terms because they fit well. But, you know, just to... They both have to be part of balance, period. Things well, like of that. course, but just, to, again, to placate more to people who don't particularly are not fans of those terms. Right. So what I like to call demonics myself mm-hmm. are the uh, destructive earthbound spirits mm-hmm. from lower realm, mm-hmm. where the what you would call the angelic would be the more creative uh, universal spirits. Right. I'm I'm listening and I am listening. And I'm you're just, playing with your phone and you're like, mm-hmm, shut up, he'll no, hippie. no, no, I'm uh-huh. not. I'm just validating what it, I it, need. It's to time speak for my astrology. Let me do my astrology. No, this has nothing to do with astrology. This actually has to do with different things. I was looking under the demonic so-called energies versus haunted energies, and I'm making sure that I'm pinpointing the ones that I want to pinpoint while I was listening. I'm doing two. I can do two things at once. No, you can't. I've I, known you long enough to know better. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're right, because it's gone right out my head, whatever you was talking about. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, I mean, I'm just trying to make sure I'm covering all of those areas that I, I feel are important. Because, I mean, there are other possessions, too. For a different episode. It's astrology time. Yeah. But before I get into the astrology, I will tell you, if you feel that you have any reason that you think you need to um, sage the house or smudge the house, or yourself for that matter, by all means do so. However, if you do have a dark energy of any form, it may get worse before it gets better. It's always darkest before the dawn. Right. So. My point is, is you may have to do it a couple times. You might want to also bring in an incense, this to, not to spray, but to burn. That would be of more of a lighter energy after that. And you may need to do it more than one time and whatnot, and allow that it to work itself out. But if you stay positive about it, usually you can. If all else fails, you might want to seek guidance from others. The more destructive and and I hate to use the word malevolent, but the more destructive slash malevolent the force the more it's going to try to hide. And the more you've got to get the crevices of the house. And you've got to get every area of it. Yeah, especially so the, the darker is, areas. Mm-hmm. So the multiple the multiple cleanings can be necessary. 
do not forget to get those areas of the home you don't think about, such as the basement, or specifically the attic. Closets. Closets. And, you know, don't be afraid to go into the corners. It, you may feel silly taking your duster, your, your feathers, or like myself, I use a stick with fungi, and brushing the dust into the corners. Because, you know what, they can hide right there. As you pass by that area, that might be their sanctuary. You have to realize it's their energy in general, so they can manifest and unmanifest as they wish. Mm-hmm. And so it's a lot harder for you to comprehend if you don't sense them, like as a medium, to be able to deal with them on your own. Perfect example. If said energy hates the Care Bears, and all you do is play Care Bears <laughs> in the house, they're not going to come back. So keep playing those Care Bears, y'all. Yeah, stay positive, plain and simple. And that's one of the easiest ways. Also, if you have a lot of dark energy around you, you might want to... Uh, Take a look at your own thought processes and patterns and life choices. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> make a couple changes. Yeah, because it might be needed. Okay, with that being said, um, as I get into the astrology, I'm, I'm going to actually state something that's a little bit further out before I get into the astrology. Um, because... I always tell everybody when a planet is getting ready to move and it's getting ready to shift, especially the bigger planets, they they tend to happen to have like, okay, long story short, Jupiter is going to make its yearly move to Sagittarius on November 9th. Now I am talking a little bit ahead of time. However, when Jupiter moves on November 9th, it's going to take ninth? on a whole new 9th. 9th? 9. You realize we're on the 16th, right? Trust me, it's been here for a year, and the next week it's going to go in straight into shadow, and it's going to start giving you a fucking smackdown like you ain't, no. November. November, no. Oh, I thought she said October. My no. bad. Oh, that I, I didn't realize. I was like, what the I fuck is he talking about? I, I just caught it. <laughs> Thank not, you, he EK. Said I was going back in time. Yeah, yeah, he'll hear. He'll hear if he catches up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So as as we come closer to November 9th, Jupiter is going to be moving into Sagittarius. It will be in its home sign. It's where it's most powerful. However, it has not been here for 12 years. So you may want to go back and look at what was going on at your life at the end of 2006, the beginning of 2007. Because this is somewhat of the energy that it's going to be returning with. Yet, it will be also returning with the information that may or may not have been taught with what's going to be taught this time um, from the 12 years ago. So the North Node in Pisces is going to still be speaking with that Jupiter. The Neptune in Aquarius is still going to be speaking to that Jupiter. Lilith in Libra is still going to be speaking to that Jupiter. So it is going to be dealing with relationships. It's also going to be dealing with a relationship with yourself. Because Jupiter, for me, the way I explain it, is Jupiter and Sagittarius is going to be speaking to your authentic self, your higher self, and what it is you're not getting if, it, if it's a healing that needs to be taught, which will be coming from a very dormant place from within. Now, if it was... Between 2006 and 2007, if you wasn't in the most comfortable, full-fu way in that spot, it's because Jupiter was trying to teach you a lesson then. And it will return to that lesson if you did not learn it, I promise you, in some way or another. And it will be here for a year. However, for the next three weeks, so to speak, Jupiter is still in Scorpio. And Scorpio is that relationship house universally of what relationships are responsible for. 
So we're still having a little bit of that conversa- conversa- conversation conversation prior to actually getting there in a form. And Scorpio is all about the mystery of life. It's all about the detective energy. It's all about... Um, it, it, it's all about life, death, and rebirthing. It's fertility. It's, it's, in general, all of that is coming together with what Jupiter's abundance, the magnet, and higher knowledge has been trying to teach you. And if it's been trying to teach you a lesson within all of that information as well as whatever house it is for you directly, and you haven't learned that lesson in the next three weeks, I promise you, Jupiter is going to start coming down hard on you because it won't be back for like almost 11 years to teach you this lesson. So I always give you guys the idea of when I know the SmackDown's coming. With Venus being in retrograde right now, Venus is touching base all the way back from 1982 to 1986 on situations that were being taken place and things that are in dormant so that you can find a way of lifting those darker energies out of you and the way you viewed things or maybe was changed in your life from one form of a death and a new rebirthing to view things in a way that wasn't quite as positive because Venus is trying to help smooth those over. And trust me, you really want to learn the lessons Venus is trying to teach you right now because I'm going to tell you come mid-next mid year, if you didn't learn the lesson Venus is trying to help you with before Jupiter takes effect, Jupiter's going to punch you directly in the face in the middle of the year. In the face? In the face. You're going to fucking know about it. I'm warning you. So there's some of your warning. And if you get a big nose like me, that's going to hurt. It's going to hurt, man. And it's all about coming up into the higher self, but you've got to get through those dormanted, the dorment of, you know, what your skeletons, is skeletons in the closets are coming the fuck out. Point blank. Your skeletons are coming out, so you might as well just lay them on the table, clean them up, and take a good look at them. Nobody likes being in the closet. Yeah, well, you're going to have to come the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> I, that, that's what you I just, just said nobody likes it, but so yeah, many people I, are in the closet because they're scared. But I said nobody likes being in the closet, so therefore they come out. Read between the lines here, LSF. Sorry, y'all can't see that I'm sticking my tongue at him. It doesn't help, just makes me feel better for being wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, you also have Uranus, which is going to be going on November 6th back into Aries. So it's going to be giving you the opportunity to start Cell phone's to start on silent. Over. I thought mine was off. Is it his? He's the one looking at phone. Fair enough. Anyway, so, I mean, I don't really need to go into too much about what's really going on this week because you have a lot of positives going on. Scorpio is coming in to a very powerful, powerful place over this week because next week the sun is going to move into Scorpio where you're still going to have Jupiter, you're still going to have Mercury, you're still going to have Venus, and... um. Then the sun is adding. So you've got four signs and one, four planets and one sign, making next week until November an incredibly powerful place. But this week, you've got Scorpio, um, which is trining Neptune. So it's giving you the creative energy to be able to create magically something that is healing as you move forward. But she's giving you the ability to communicate it in, in, in a in a way that's more charming to make it come true. A little more elegant. Right. So you can change the rules and the walls and the boundaries that are not working for you. Oh, so you can break the rules and bend them to your will? Yes. You're Neo. 
Welcome to the Matrix, y'all. <laughs> Basically, it's exactly so you, can you start are the one. Things. It is the universe of one. The holographic theory of the universe is correct. Well, and because like manifestation. <laughs> you have that power right now. If you if you can stay positive, if you can stay positive, you've got Mercury talking to Pluto and a sextile as well. So you've got and then Pluto is sextiling Neptune. I mean, so it's all about change and rebirthing, magically resetting those rules, walls, and boundaries and charming your way into doing it. Chiron and Jupiter are are or in a trine, so you have the gatekeeper of wholeness and the magnet itself giving abundance to that in a very positive way. But you still have that same hard energy coming out of Venus and Mercury now, which is still squaring Mars, Lilith, and it will be squaring the moon on the 17th, the 18th, and the 19th in Aquarius. And don't forget the south node is in Aquarius right on top of Lilith and Mars at this time. And that means there's something that you've gotten incredibly good at, you're very comfortable about with... with There's something you're very comfortable about, you've gotten very good at with your Mars energy, with your Lilith energy, with your moon energy that's not working for Venus. And it's actually working against you. It's made you too comfortable to start to move forward. And this has to do with your passion, your aggression, your uh, sexual energy. It's your Mars energy. It's your war, war, warrior energy. It's your inner SWAT team. With being too stuck in your ways to be able to enlighten yourself because you're more comfortable being stuck in your ways, which will actually ultimately become your doom. In a form, and this is what I'm talking about. This has to do with that energy that I'm warning you is going to end up punching you in the face next year if you don't learn it. Okay. Then you have uh, Uranus, and Saturn is also in uh, in a trine. So your independence, your individuality, your uniqueness, your freedom is speaking to creating those new rules, walls, and boundaries. It all comes down to, is ego going to talk you into believing that you're comfortable where you're at when you're really not. The fact is, is emotionally there's things deep down that have set you on a way that maybe isn't exactly the most positive for you. But you're so comfortable with let me not change it that it's going to work against you if you stay in that energy. This is my groove. This is my rut. I like my groove. It's comfortable. I know the path. I enjoy it. But it's taking me nowhere. But it's coming from a passionate energy, so it's going to be coming from an egotistical energy that can be a warrior fighting energy as well. Mm -hmm. So when you add all of that together, that could be really affecting your relationships in a negative way. Of course. Which is exactly what this is all coming down to, because it has to do with your higher self and loving yourself enough to want what you truly should get, what you deserve in life. Um but you do want to understand Chiron, though, is, like I said, Chiron is squaring Saturn. So it's going against those rules, walls, and boundaries that you don't want to change. So it's really about stepping out of your comfort zone. You've got to be willing to step out of your comfort zone if you want changes to happen in your life. Otherwise, you will stay exactly where you are. Venus and Scorpio is also in a... a 
opposition with Uranus, which is starting to pick up that energy because it's going to be moving back into uh, Aries. So it's trying to also teach you what you're not learning about your own self-worth, your self-value, your self-esteem. And as well as it could be dealing with money and properties of that value as well for your independence, your individuality, your uniqueness, your freedom. What is it that you won't let die? Because there's a part of you that has to die so that the new blooming can come forward. And the more that you fight it, the more you're going to create problems for next year. So it has to be about letting Venus teach you how to really view things in a better way, a more soulful way, a more loving way, a more sensitive, positive way as you start to move forward because Venus is a whole new, not Venus, Jupiter has a whole new energy to bring to you next year, but you can really screw it up over the next two months and really have to go backwards in time more. It's like taking three steps back, and take one step forward, three steps back, one step forward. If you're fighting yourself on this, you're really going to cause more problems for yourself as you come into mid-year, when I promise you, if you're having that problem, Jupiter's going to start letting you know all about it. But we are out of time, my darling, so mm -hmm. I need to tell you all that I love you, and I will see you next week. And here's here, Hippie, wishing you safe journeys. Bye. Come now, my darling, and step back in time with me.